Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami. I'm a 57-year-old sports fan who always said, since I never played sports professionally, then let's talk about it. I am born and raised in New York City. I played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and early 80s, such as the legendary home called Rucker Tournament, Millbank, Stone Gym and Riverside Church, LaGuardia House, and my all-time favorite, Each One Teach One. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami, where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. Welcome once again. I want to thank and continue to thank those who have subscribed to my podcast. If this is your first time, please do the same. Like and subscribe. Hit that bell. Listen, before I even start today's topic, there's a few things I need to talk about. Number one, I want to congratulate Fat Albert. For those who don't know who Fat Albert is, I'm talking about Albert Pujols, my man from the St. Louis Cardinals. Baseball lovers, you guys know what I'm talking about. Just joined the 700 Club last night. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Also, I want to talk about my last week's topic, which was Miss Serena Williams. Miss Serena Williams. Now, I asked back then two questions, and those questions were, is Serena Williams the greatest of all time in both male and female tennis? And then my second question was, should Serena Williams be the new logo for the Association of Tennis Professionals? Now, I got a few responses, and they came from my Twitter. All my people on my Twitter who's following me, I appreciate you so much. Now, I saw a few that agreed with me and said Serena is the GOAT in tennis history, period. I mean, listen, well, when I say that, I mean this. Male and female tennis. We're not just talking about female. I'm talking about male and female. She's the GOAT. I got into that last week. So I'm glad to see that, uh, that several of my Twitter f- um, followers, excuse me, did agree with me. My second question, the responses came in like this. Many agreed that Serena should be the new logo for the Association of Tennis Professionals. Listen, 27 years, 27 years, people. So I'm going to move on, and I want to move on. I want to thank everyone who follows me through Twitter. I appreciate you guys so much. So let's move on with today's topic. Today's topic is the top 10 NBA players from 1980 to 1989, as you can hear me, how excited I get when I talk about that decade when it comes to NBA. Listen, as promised, as promised, I'm resuming the Sports Decade Series. I stopped last month in August with the top 10 players from 2010 to 2019. So, listen, we're going to continue. I know I'm taking your back three Three decades now, but listen, for those who've been around three decades ago, for this 1980, 1989 
top 10 for that period of the NBA, man, listen, that decade in NBA, y'all, if you don't know now, you're going to know, had everything and then some. Now, here's a few things that decade had in NBA. One, real hate. You, I didn't stutter. You guys heard me. You know, when you really hate somebody. Yeah, it had real hate. No love for your opponents back then in the 1980, 1989 NBA world. No love. Two, it had extreme physicalness and violence. You guys are hearing me, right? So all the new school who's listening to me, they probably saying, Tamiami's bugging right now because we're not seeing none of that. Not, not nothing close to what he even talk, what he talking about. Yeah, it was a different world. <laughs> it was a different world in the NBA back then. Three, you had the 747 takeoffs, which continued from the 1970s. What I mean by the 747, I mean this. You're talking about the air and hang time. Back then was sick. You think they hanging, you think the airtime is, is in, in the 2021-2022 season was something. You guys, man, listen, go back to the footage, all right? And that's all I got to say. My fourth point, you had beautiful passing. You heard me, right? Beautiful. I'm, I'm using that word beautiful. Beautiful passing. It was like going to an opera. And I've never been to an opera, but um, I've been to a few jazz shows. Listen, the passing was beautiful, and there's no other word for it. And my fifth point, the battles from the previous years was never forgotten. Never forgotten. Never forgotten. So for this topic, I got a couple of guests for this Zoom podcast. So I want to introduce my guests. I got Frank Mann from New York City, New York. And I got Big T from the Boogie Down Bronx. Welcome, fellas. Thank y'all so much. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. Great, great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all so much, fellas. I got the old school brothers, the original here. You know what I'm saying? These are the original old school brothers. I'll get into that in another show. I want Again, I want to thank y'all for hanging out with me virtually in my basement. Um, I need to go over some ground rules before we really get into this topic. So you got several lists circulating regarding this topic. As always, I'm not going to name none of the sports outlets, but I want to talk to you and get your perspectives on this top 10 NBA players from 1980 to 1989 from one of the outlets, and the list counts down as follows. Listen, number 10, I didn't even know, and I'm not going to front, I'm a sports fanatic, but I didn't know he had a nickname. I didn't even know he had a nickname. The nickname is the Black Hole. We talking about Kevin McHale. I didn't even know he had a nickname. The nickname, Kevin, Kevin, we talking about Kevin McHale. The three-time NBA champs, five-time NBA All-Star, 
two-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year and the three-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. That was the man in the middle, on the forward, whatever Boston needed him, he was that dude. Number nine, cutting down on the list, Big Game James. You know who he is. James Worthy, three-time NBA champ, 1988 NBA Finals MVP, four-time All-Star in that decade. Listen, the Greyhound, it's so many names they have for him. He was no joke. Moving on to number nine, number eight. Number eight. We talking about the human highlight film. The human highlight film. We talking about Mr. Mr. Dominique Wilkins. Four-time NBA All-Star appearance. 1986 NBA scoring champ. 1986 All-ABA First Team, and 1985 Slam Dunk Champion. My man was, yo, listen, you talk about airtime, hang time, whatever time you was talking, he had time for you up in the air. Number seven on the list. Come on, y'all already know. They, I, I, you know, the nickname already says, 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 says who he is, Dr. J. Julius Irvin, come on. 1983 NBA champ, 1981 NBA MVP, eight-time All-Star appearance, five-time All-Star first team. Listen, doctor from the ABA to the NBA, for those new jacks who don't know what I'm talking about when I say ABA, we talking about the American Basketball Association. Yes, there was two professional pro basketball leagues back then in the 70s. And then NBA, excuse me, right, um, NBA took over and, 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 and you already know the rest. Number six on the list, just trying to give you guys a little history for those who don't know. Number six on the list, they call them Zeke. Yeah, they call them Zeke, plain Zeke. Isaiah Thomas, 1989 NBA champ. Eight-time All-Star appearance, three-time NBA first team. My man, he did it all. Listen, damn near had a broken ankle and was killing them in the playoffs. Listen, listen, we're going to get into that in the few. Number five on the list. Now, for some, my, 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 my new schools is going to be real surprised when I name this name. They call him Air Jordan. Well, yeah, we know him as Michael Jordan. But he's only fifth on the list back in the 1980-1989. Some of y'all probably saying, well, how's that? Well, we sticking and staying with the 1980-1989 decade only. Jordan, 1988 NBA MVP, five-time NBA All-Star appearance. 1985 Rookie of the Year. Three-time NBA scoring champ, 1986 Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he was busy, but we know his legacy. Moving on to number four. They called him the chairman of the board. The chairman of the board, Moses Malone, 1983 NBA champ, 
1983 NBA Finals MVP, two-time NBA MVP, 10-time NBA All-Star appearance. My man, Moses Malone, may he rest in peace, was no joke. Number three on the list. Listen, Tommy Heisen, Boston Celtics coach and player and announcer, God rest his soul, gave him the perfect name. But, but the nickname, for some reason, is not in the books. I don't understand it, but I call him. Like Tommy Heisen called him, the go-to man. We talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. His name was, that nickname was given to him because if you needed two points at any time of the game, just give it to him. Who's stopping the sky hook? But we're going to get into that in a second. Five-time NBA champ, 1985 NBA Finals MVP, 1980 NBA. NBA MVP, 10-time NBA All-Star appearance with the four-time All-NBA first team. You already know this man was unbelievable. Second on the list. Second on the list. They got a lot of names for him. Larry Legend, though, that's the one I love. Larry Bird. Three-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, three-time NBA MVP, nine-time NBA All-Star, nine-time NBA First Team, 1980 Rookie of the Year, Larry Legend. He killed him in the 80s. My God. Number one on the list. Oh, man, I could just go left. And don't even talk about this topic no more. We talking about Magic. You know, come on, man. Magic Johnson, five-time NBA champ, three-time NBA Finals MVP, two-time NBA MVP, seven-time All-Star, excuse me, seven-time All-NBA first team with nine All-Star appearance. The Magic Man, you already know. Come on, we ain't even got to talk about him. You already know I'm doing a show strictly on him, so that's going to happen. So, for my couple of guests that I have, Big T and Frank Man, again, I appreciate y'all. I got five questions for y'all for this topic. And it goes like this. Number one, do you agree or disagree with this order? The top 10 is in, Frank, man. Please explain. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I would, I, maybe I would actually have Kareem probably at number one, believe it or not. I think Kareem was the one that made the Lakers a rich. Magic was a rookie that year in the beginning when they won it, but it was Kareem mostly. So I put Kareem at the top of that. Okay. I would okay. actually slide Kevin McHale down too, by the way, because he was on a lot of Boston championship teams. Yeah. I think, matter of fact, I think, I think two or three to be, be to be sure about. You're right, three. You know, yes, you're right. Uh huh. And um, let's see. Uh, wow, Larry Landry, you got to keep him where he's at because he was just all-time great. Um, Isaiah. Isaiah was okay, but I would put him up there. I would, like I said, I would put right now Kareem to me. I like Kareem up at the top. 
Okay. I would go with that. I would go with that. No, Magic at two, then Larry at three. But I think I think Kareem was number one. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that, Frank, yes. man. Same question, Big T. Do you agree or disagree with this order? The top ten is in. Please explain. Uh, I disagree. You disagree. Okay. I would, okay. Put, I would put Kareem at number one. Thank okay. you. Very good. That's it. Kareem That's at it. number one. Uh, Magic, keep him at number two. Yes. Bird at number three. Yes. All right. Kevin McHale, <laughs> James Worthy did a lot, but they had Bird and Magic to do it with them. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Correct. So with that being said, I would say Julius Irving, I would move up to number four. Ooh, we're moving Julius. Okay. okay. The doctor. I believe and you had Moses Malone on that team. Didn't you have Moses Malone on that team? Yes, Moses would be right behind him. Then right. Isaiah, I would, I would, I would put ahead of Isaiah. Uh, I would leave Isaiah where he is. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, uh, he did a lot of dunking. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, I don't know if I'll keep him on that list. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you for that, Big T. So then my next question, number second, number two, the second question is, who would you move and replace that spot? And where are you moving that legend to? Please explain. So, sound like T, you did a lot of moving around. Frank, you, you said Jabbar was going one. Okay. So if you moving them and you mentioned something, if you moving them, Frank, Okay, um, are you keeping the 10 the way they are, Frank? Um, I'm actually moving, I might move Dominique to the end because I think other than him having individual, he, he really didn't win nothing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think he might have won one championship if, I, if I'm correct, but he wasn't really, he was other than he was a scoring machine. He really, that's what he was known for. He wasn't really known for, like, anything else as far as the team is concerned, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. basically, I would move him to the end. Isaiah, Isaiah was really good, but Isaiah came later on, like, in the middle. So, it was hard. He was in the, almost in a different era when they, because in the beginning of the 80s there, it, the game changed somewhat after Magic and them got in the league with Larry, Magic, and all the Kareem was already an OG there, kind of. So yeah. I would I would still keep him. Um, Dr. J and Malone, wow. Um, they basically, they basically. I think that was it. They had one championship, right? Right, me right. Remember Moses? Moses said before he even got down with Philly, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna help J um, Julius get his first ring, and he sure enough did. So that was that 1983, and then that was it. I believe too. I'm not sure, but I think he probably, I think he won the MVP actually in that championship. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did, did, right? So yes, did. that's what, I, I mean, I would have, I love Dr. J, but I would have to throw him in the back too. I, actually, him, Moses, Dominique. In the back. Oh, I would have to all oh. throw him in the back. I love it. And Isaiah too, because you, when you talk about the first three, the first one to five guys, I mean, they won multiple championships. Look at all the guys up in there at the top. They were really, really good. You know, yeah. not to say that these guys weren't good, but 
these guys are like really good. The Hall of Fame was all of, all of them. The guys in the back too. Are Hall, everybody on the list pretty much is Hall of Fame. But the first five is really good. And Mikhail, I would throw Mikhail up there too, up until wow. The only one that you know who really wasn't that um well, I can't say he's not. I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Fame or not. But Worthy, did Worthy make the Hall of Fame? Worthy's in the Hall of Fame, and he's one of the 75 legends. Oh, no doubt. Yes. Okay, so I would throw Worthy. Worthy, I would throw Mikhail at five. Worthy at six, actually. I, I think Mikhail was just more adaptive on the on the court than Worthy was. Worthy also had a very good team around him. That a lot of guys did different stuff, but yeah, yeah. I would keep it like that. Okay, okay. Well, I yeah. thank you for that, Frank. Man, yeah. same cool. question, Big T. Who are you moving? Who are you replacing? Um, um I know you said a lot. Um, and 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 I think you said. Uh, who was it that you said? I, I don't even think they. Well, I'm gonna let you say what you said yeah, and who are you moving. I said I would put Kareem at number one, right? Right, right. Leave Magic and Bird at two and three, right? After that, it gets kind of scaly because Worthy is Worthy, but Kevin McHale did a lot too. But they had Magic and they had Bird. They both exactly. Had Exactly, guys. Yes. That yes. If they didn't have those guys on that team, yes, they wouldn't be who they are. I agree. So, I have to go with Julius only because he didn't win as many. Because before Moses got there, Julius was doing everything on his own. That's so true. And if I had to take one guy out of there, and I don't want to, they're all good, like Frank said. Dominique, I would say. Ah, Bernard King? Oh, yes. Oh. Bernard King, he yes. did a lot. He had nobody. He had no help. Yes, he had, correct. He I forgot all a, about that. A bona fide center yes. helping him. He didn't yeah. have a bona fide guard helping him. Bernard did everything on his own. He didn't win a championship, but he did just as much as those guys did without winning a championship with no help. So what you saying? You saying you taking Dominique out of this top ten and and, and, and replacing Bert and placing him with Bernard? Wow, yeah. that's that. I can think about that. That that's a good choice, T. That's a good choice. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, uh, several shows earlier, uh, Bernard King was like a main topic, so I'm not surprised to hear his name in this in this show. Bernard King. Okay, so Dominique is out. The top 10 and Bernard King is in. Anybody else or you good, T? <laughs> wow, that was a good choice, sir. Okay. Choice. All right. Well, listen, we're going to move on to question number three. Do you believe that another legend outside of this top 10 order should be in this top 10? Now, T, before I even get back to T, T already said he's taking out Dominique and he's putting Bernard King. Frank, are you good with the top 10? Is there, are there anybody outside, 11 on up, that you say, hey, I think one of these top 10 need to leave, and this from this top, 11 on up needs to go in? If so, I mean, if, if you good with the top 10? Oh, I got I got someone who could come in that spot, definitely. Right, I got George Gervin. Iceman. Oh, man. You, how can you forget Iceman. George Gervin? You, you know what I'm saying? Man. He's, he's, he, he created the finger roll. Think so, about it. So, so 
before I let you continue, you putting in George Gervin, the Iceman. Who are you snatching out? I'm taking I'm taking Dominique Tolley out. All right, so, I mean, this is the, all right, so everybody's beating up on Dominique today. <laughs> taking Dominique Tolley out because George yeah. Gervin was uh he created his own shot. Yes. Nobody yes. was in the role until yeah. he did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And nobody—he was a prolific scorer. You couldn't even check him. Yeah. With Dominique, other than he would, you know, dunk every now and then. George was smooth. He—he he was the one that had the smooth game. Never yeah. really a dunker. He would just lay you relax. You know, you just relax and kill you. <laughs> relax and kill you. Humble, right? Humble. Be humble with it. Yes. And, and he would have then pat you on the back and said, "Yes." You feel right? It only weighs about 150 pounds. Something like that. Something like that. Well, T, Big T, same question. I, I I know you said you was taking um Dominique out and replacing him with Bernard King. Anybody else or you good with the top 10 now, now that Dominique is out? Yeah, pretty much everybody else that's there is safe. Okay. Yeah, everybody else is there is safe. It's safe. I said Dominique right. with Bernard King. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank both of y'all for question number three, your responses. We're going to move on to question number four. This question is not related to this topic. The NBA in the 1980s was extremely physical, borderline violent, and I'm using violent in capital letters. Question, fellas, do you think the 80s made Michael Jordan who he turned out to be? Please explain. Oh, Frank, wow. I'm start with you, Frank. I'm starting with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the beginning, in the beginning of the eighties, he 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 really didn't he really didn't do well because I say on them, the Detroit Pistons pretty much had the Chicago kind of shook. So he really didn't. They kind of roughed him up in the beginning of his career. He didn't really come off as like into the into the middle of the 80s like going towards the end he came you know he started playing real i mean he started getting over the hump after he hit that cleveland shot to win the playoffs in cleveland over mm -hmm. elo you know that's when he started really coming alive becoming the jordan that we all know today but it took a while it took a while for him because detroit was just isaiah and them the, the bad boys were just too too, too much, too much. Yeah, that was a rough team to go up against all the time. Beating them up, I know. It, it was totally beating them up, and he couldn't really. He had no help neither. So he was he pretty much when in the beginning when in the, like heading towards the nineties, he pretty much became the Mike is because he had help. Now he had guys to help him rebound. He had Harper. He started getting a little team around him, and then he started going for his. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Same question, Big T. Same question. Do you think the 80s made Michael Jordan who he turned out to be since it was so violent? That was a violent decade. Yes, I think it helped him because, uh, like Frank said, coming in out of college, he wasn't as strong as he was as he got towards more the end of the 80s. Yeah, he was yep. a little more softer at the beginning, but yeah. at the end, especially when he got uh Charles Oakley on his team, he had the Oak Man. That was his. That was his like uh his his stronghold. Yeah, you know, right. he was down with him, man. Yeah. He was uh -huh. like, yeah, 
I got some muscle now. What y'all want to do? Yeah. Bad yeah. boys, they was like, like Frank said, it was beating up on them, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he got yeah. beat yeah. up real, really bad. But when Oak, Oak was on Chicago with him, that helped him a lot. That helped him. Yeah. Now he's like, yeah, we can take y'all down. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think, yes, it helped him. It helped this game. The 80s going into the 90s. Yes, it did. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Y'all so right. So right. Thank y'all both for those, for that response. Number five, the fifth question. This question also is not related to this topic. Do you think it's time for the NBA logo to be changed from Jerry West to who and why? Jerry West has been the logo for the NBA for I don't know how many decades now. So my question is, do you think it's time for another player, another legend? Who and why, Frank? And, or, 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 or does it stay the same? Talk to me, Frank. Well, I don't mind if it stays the same, but you know what? If you're going to change it, you know who you should change it to? You should change it to Bill Russell because oh. there was no other player like him. All right? He's a, he's, he, no one's going to ever win like that, ever. And, and, and I don't care. I'll be, we'll be gone before they win like that. You know what I'm saying? We won't be around, you know? And no one, he should be, like I said, his number should actually, no one should actually wear it no more in the league, if you ask me. Because there was nobody like Bill Russell. To win 11 on one team, come on. And be like, the, I think he won almost all the MVPs on that team. In the yes, he did. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, and he was a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, he was never, you never heard him get no trouble and none of that stuff. No. He was, he's considered Maybe oh, wow. I mean, he's up there in the top greatest to ever do it. So yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna change it, I don't know how how what would the shot be? Might be some type of running running hook or something like that. Um, yeah. uh -huh. but I would he would be the one I would change it for. All right, thank you so much for that. Yeah, that's for another show. Definitely, definitely for another show. <laughs> Big T, same question. Do the logo, the NBA logo, does it stay the same with Jerry West, who's been, you know, he's been the logo for, for decades? Or is it time for another player? If so, who is that and why? Yeah, it's time to change the logo because um, the NBA has changed. So enough. Yes. Back then, when Jerry West, when they made the logo, I think it was back in 1970. Something like that. Yes. The NBA, it was different back then. They wasn't ready to let a lot of minorities play like now. Now it's like 75% black and Hispanic. Yes. So with that being said, they have to change with the time. So I don't know exactly which player I would change it with. Because like Frank said, you got Bill Russell. You got Will Chamberlain. You got Kareem. You got Kareem, scoring leader, still alive. They say, give me your flowers while you're still alive. So right. I just don't know which player I would change it with, but definitely it needs to be changed. Okay. Well, I, I thank both of y'all for your response for number five. Now, I got my opinions, and my opinions, I need you guys to hear me out, and, and my opinions is on questions four and five. I'm going to start with four. And, 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 and that question was, that question was, do I or do we 
think that, excuse me, right, do we think the 80s for Michael Jordan turned, turned him out to be the play he was since, since, since it was so physical, right? And my response to that is yes, and this is why. I believe the game was played the way he, when he retired, you got to remember, Michael Jordan retired in 2003, right? And, and I believe if the game was played the same way it was played in the 90s and, and all the way up until the time he retired and it was played like that in the 80s and the 80s was not violent, right? I don't believe we see the goatness because T, you said something. That made me say, this is the reason why I had this response. You said Michael Jordan came in from college. He was, he was, you know, not to call him soft, soft, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't used to the bang up, right? Okay. Now, let's say if the 80s wasn't the Jordan's rule. Remember, the Jordan rule was, was created by the bad boys in them. Anytime he came down the middle to want to dunk it on you, you know where he got to be landed on his backside. They used to catch him in the air. Okay? So if we didn't have that violence, we didn't have that extreme physicalness when Jordan first came in, I don't think we see the goatness. I don't think we call him the goat. I, I, I'm just saying, I think the, the violent, the, the, the physicalness, everything that he had to endure in the 80s is the reason what made him, made his legacy. Because I truly believe he comes in and, 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 and the, way he, the way he left, you know, you, you, and, 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 you, know you, you can't even touch a player these days without getting a whistle. You know what I'm saying? If it was like that in the 80s, I don't think we see the goatness. You know what I'm saying? I don't see we I don't see we see the goatness because remember, Jordan came in, he came in, his ball handling skills was horrible. And he didn't have a shot. He didn't have a real outside shot. He had to develop an outside shot because the Boston's and the Lakers and the, and the bad boys of choice, they wasn't letting them in to dunk. So he had to create that early in his career. I believe he comes in the way he came in from college. Air Jordan, dunk, dunk, dunk all the time. He'd probably be another, like Frank said, just another Dominique Wilkins on the Duncan, and he ain't considered the GOAT. And I, so, so that's my reasoning. Now, my, my response for number five is this. The logo, Frank, you hit it right on the nail. It is Bill Russell in my books also, okay? And listen, it's not really too much what this man did. I know the 11 times, winning it all. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about what this man had to deal with in the 60s with the racism and everything he had to deal with, even in his hometown, Boston. Being away at games while 
the knuckleheads doing whatever they doing to his property, to his family. Come on, listen, we we don't, I'm not, listen, I could go left on this, but yes, like Frank said, Bill Russell, I don't care what you want to, what logo you want to put, Skyhook, whatever, Block Shot, whatever you want to put. But Jerry West, Mr. Clutch, we love you, but it is time. <laughs> it's time. So, listen. We can find something to put this logo on. You know, you yeah. just... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 we can find someplace else. Oh, yeah, but for, for the NBA logo, listen, you. I think you got a good 30, 40 years in. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well fellas, listen, I want to thank both of y'all, Frank Mann from New York City, and Big T from the Boogie Down Bronx, I want to thank both of y'all for hanging out with me virtually in my basement. I appreciate y'all so much. Please continue to like and subscribe to my podcast. As I always say, sports is what keeps this world from going insane, either in a pandemic or no pandemic. Until next time, take care.